Bokar Tov, we are in chapter 1 of Sefer Shofetim, and we are in Pasuk 16. Now last time we introduced Parashat Sefer Shoftim with Yehuda's initial conquest, and Mike, you actually pointed out something, that whenever it said that, that Yehuda got to the Yivusi, that were in Yerushalayim, it says that they could not conquer the Yivusi, Okay, and then it said, and the Yivusi were there, Adayomazeh. <clears throat> so then, um, I made a mistake, and I assumed that Adayomazeh is, is relatively later, but it's actually only until Yehoshua who wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So then, I, I looked more into the Mefarshim on that Adayomazeh. First of all, you have another Adayomazeh for the same topic in Sefer Shofetim. Mm-hmm. And when was Sefer, Sefer Shofetim written? By Shemuel. Mm-hmm. So, so then, that, that Adayomazeh continues. And then... If you look back at Sefer Yoshua, one of the Farshim pointed this out, there's a Kriuchtiv on the word Lo, lo Yachelu. The Kriuchtiv, the, the, the Ketiv one is Lo Yuchelu. They will not be able to get rid of the Yibusi Adayomaze. So it's like the Yibusi were there and they stuck around, stuck around. So, how did we explain the fact that Yehuda was able to conquer Yerushalayim last week? They conquered the part of Yerushalayim where the Yibusi were not, and the Yibusi had a stronghold. That was in the territory of Binyamin, which we're going to study today. Okay, so that's the, that uh, topic covered. Pasuk uh, Zayn. now we go to the family of Yitro. We're going to be discussing the family of Yitro, and in the course of Yehuda's conquering of their territory, naturally they would have bumped into the family of Yitro who was living in Israel at the time. We have to see what they did with them. Okay, so Uvnei Keni Choten Moshe. The children of the of Keni, of a uh, uh, thing, the Keni, who was the father-in-law of Moshe, They went from Iratimarim with the children of Yehuda, Midbar Yehuda, to the uh, desert of Yehuda, Asher Benegev Arad, that was in the Negev area of Arad, and they went and they dwelt with the people. Okay, and then Yehuda went to Shimon, his brother, and they struck the Canaanites who were in Sefat, and they destroyed it, and they called the place Chorma. Now, I doubt this is the modern-day Sefat. Why? why? Why is this? It's hard for this to be the modern-day Sefat. Isn't it up north? That That's a way up north. This Yehuda's territory is south. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, what's the story with this uh, Yitro, Yitro's descendants? Why are they important? Why are we mentioning them? So, there are a lot of opinions on this. First of all, it says they went from a place called Ir HaTimarim. What is Ir HaTimarim? City of dates. Date palm part of so, so, according to one opinion, it's actually Yericho. And the story is that Yericho was designated for whenever... The Beit HaMikdash was to be built It was going to be given It was going to be taken from let's say the tribe of Binyamin right? The area is for all of Am Yisrael Of the Beit HaMikdash But it's sitting in the territory of Binyamin So they preserved Yericho For the tribe of Binyamin So that when the Beit HaMikdash is put in their territory They can get Yericho In place of what they lost to the Beit HaMikdash Okay and then in the meantime, who did they give as the people to hold on to Yericho? 
the family of Yitro. That's what the Midrash says. That's one, one interpretation of why they were in Ira Timarim. And then now that they're, they're leaving Ira Timarim, for what reason? Because Yehuda wants to go conquer the area and they want to protect them. Um, there is another opinion. Let me see if I can find it. A red dog? Yeah. What does he say? He, sa- he says more Peshat. He, he just says that they were this... Uh, they, Irat Marim was somewhere near Hebron. Near Hebron, right? And when they were conquering Hebron, they wanted to protect the family of Yitro, so they took the family of Yitro and they had them join the rest of Yehuda in the south in the Negev area. And and in their turn, when they were conquering Hebron, they made sure not to, to kill them. So that, those were the two possibilities of what this family of Yitro was all about. And. And then, okay, and, and that's the story there. Now, afterwards, Yehuda goes to Shimon, his brother, and they strike the Kenani that lived in Sifat, and they destroyed it, and they call the place Horma. One last thing that Radak points out, actually. Oh, yeah, uh, there's a piece, there's, a, there's in Sefer Bamidbar, there's a time, there is a, a place where uh, it was also called Horma. Um, so, Rabbi Maruf actually has a joke about that. He says, I forgot his joke, but he says, I don't know. I, I forgot. I forgot. How do you know that they struck dates? It says Vayaku et Chorma, and they hit Chorma. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so, so um, the next thing is that is that. What, what was I gonna say? So he he changed the name of the city to Chorma. It wasn't the city of the city. Of yeah, it, it it wasn't called that. It was called something else. But when they destroyed it. Horma means destruction. Oh, okay. So they called it by the name of destruction. Mm. Okay. So Yehuda goes. I was gonna say something. One more. One. One thing. I lost my chain of thought. Sorry. No, no. It's not your fault. I just lost it. Mm. Okay. Let's keep going, and then maybe come back to me. They conquered Aza, Ashkelon, Ekron. They conquered Aza, Ekron. And you, Hashem was with Yehuda And they conquered the mountain For they were not able to conquer The valley For the people in the valley had Iron chariots So what's the chidush there? There's a very interesting chidush in that, in that pasuk It says that God was with Yehuda And they were able to conquer the mountain But they could not conquer the valley Because in the valley they had iron chariots So what's the difference between the mountain and the valley? Typically, a mountain is harder to conquer than a because, valley. Because they have that. Because if you're going the uphill, then the per- person on top has the advantage of being able to shoot down at you. Yeah. When, you're in, when you're trying to conquer someone from the valley, especially when you already conquered the mountain next to it, you could just shoot from the up top and you could do a lot yeah. of damage before you even. But B'nai so were not able to do that. And what's the Khidush? One of the Mifarshim says that it was to show Am Israel. That it wasn't that it wasn't their power. Wow. Meaning, it wasn't it wasn't going by natural laws. It was God was deciding the the fate of their success in these wars. And so do not, not think that you could conquer. You know, it's that, not the advantage of the territory. Yeah, it's not the advantage. It's, it's not the territorial advantage that gives you success in battle. It's whatever Hashem decides. Same thing with the six day war. So the six day war. All the generals in Israel they thought, oh, with our plan after they were. It went from we are gonna die. Six days later, they were all like, "We did it. It was our plan." Yeah. And then came the Yom Kippur War and put them in check. Yeah, that, that's it's, it's a famous thing. They gave to Kalev Chevron, which we studied before in Sefer Yoshua and Sefer Shofetim. He conquered three giants in Chevron. What were their names, by the way? Shishai, Achiman, Shishai, Shishai, Achiman, Good. Okay. Now the Yibusi people who lived in Yerushalayim. 
Binyamin did not conquer. The Yibusi lived with the people in Yerushalayim until this very day. So we had this stated once in Yeshua's time. The Yibusi were still there in the times of Shemuel. And Shemuel is really, really right before they were finally conquered. Because they were conquered in the time of David HaMelech. So they conquered the land, but they just lived peacefully with them? With the um, it's going to say what they did whenever they didn't conquer the land. So it tells um, when the book was written, I think. So we have to look at the yeah, Radak yeah, in Kaf Aleph. He says it, that it, it says, says so the Radak in Yoshua says, Ad, Ad Zmano, Zmano Yoshua, and then Radak in, on this says, Ad Zmano Shemuel. Shemuel and Navi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, in so, the Torah, when it says Ad it's referring to right forever, according to some impression. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, I don't know uh, what the. I heard the, in the Torah because that was written by, through Moshe by Hashem. Right. Ad includes. Till yeah, today, but in Nevi'im, that's something I learned. Yeah, they're until when they're right. Yeah, that was something I learned in. That's an interesting school. I'm not sure if it's a more. It could also it could also be that Adam was in the Torah. I was referring to where they were at. Um, at the time. At whenever they were at. Uh, um, where is the place they were at? Um, Arvot Moab. Arvot Moab at the very oh, end when they're about to cross into Israel. Hmm. All right. Pasuk Kaf Bet Vayalu Bet. So Binyamin could not conquer the Yibusi, and they li- they live there. Okay, now Children of Yosef go to Betel and God is with them Now what are we doing right now? Why are we talking about all these, these, these uh, wars? What are we trying to summarize? If they didn't fully Why is this an introduction to the book of Shofetim? Because it's in Melech Yisrael Well, first of all, you notice two things One, as we're going to see they very soon they're not, succeed, they're not going to succeed in all of these wars oh. Many of these wars are not even going to, to they're not uh, The only tribes That actually do a Quasi good job Are Yehuda and Yosef We already said Binyamin could not conquer The Yehusi And we're going to see Many many more tribes That don't conquer Any of the people And that serves As an introduction To Shofetim For two reasons One because we're seeing That the tribes Are not united And that's going to be One of the problems In Israel That we're going to see In the book over and over and over En Melech Israel. There was no king in Israel every, every man would do What he wanted to do And that's one of the major themes of Shofetim And the other thing Is that It is these Goyim That we are seeing now in this chapter That are being left That are going to be the thorns on our side For the rest of the stories in Shofetim So when we get to the time of, of Yavin Melech Hatzor And says that the, he made the Jews suffer Where did he come from? Well he, he, he's one of the people that's left over Whenever it talks about the Pilishtim That are, that are bothering Shimshon. Who are these Pelishim? These are the Pelishim that are left over by the tribe. So that's why this is an introduction to the book. I guess it's also fair to say where you see how in all this, you know, or this organization and everything like that, that you see it's, they're still conquering the land. And you just gotta, it's, it's just a good thing to think about where it's like, you know, like it's all in his hands. Mm. It's, it's, you know, even through this disorganization and all that, like, I see what you're saying. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about like it's really above. I mean, despite the fact that they are all divided, they are still conquering their, their at least Yehuda and Yosef are. Right. Okay, good. So they went. The family of Yosef they go and they spy out this place called Betel, and this place used to be called Luz. So why would it be called Luz? Luz is a hazelnut tree, and apparently, according to the midrash. The entrance to the city is a very fascinating midrash. If they wanted to get into the city Luz or Betel, 
there was a secret passage through the hollow uh, innards inside of a hazelnut tree. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? I don't know, we decided to go yeah, out the hazelnut same time. tree, okay? Okay, so there's the, the inside of a hazelnut tree was hollowed out, and they would use it to get into the city. So there was like a hazelnut tree outside. Huh. You would open the door of the hazelnut tree. It was empty inside. You maybe like go into a tunnel under the tree, and you like crawl into the city, something like that. Very hobbit-like. Yeah, right? It reminds you of like a movie. So that's what the Midrash describes as, as being the way to get into the city called Bet El. Through this hazelnut tree. So the Jewish people, if they want to get in to attack the city, what's the problem? They don't all go. Where's the, no, no, where's the entrance? <laughs> no, no, it's hidden. Meaning it's, it's, they don't know that this thing with the hazelnut tree. So they don't know where the entrance is. So So the people that are there, that are spying out Luz or Bet El, they see a man exiting the city. Show us the entrance to the city. And we're going to do good for you. So they showed them the entrance to the city. They struck the city by the edge of a sword. And they sent the man and his whole family. They let him free. The man went to the land of the Chitim. He made, built a city and he called it Luz in remembrance of the previous city where he used to live. And this is the name of that city until this day, which is the times of Shemuel. Okay, so what's this story? Why is this story interesting? So first of all, this story parallels, in my opinion, two other stories in Tanakh. The first story it parallels is who helped us get into another city in Sefer Yoshua? Um, uh, the woman. What was her name? Rachava Zona. Rachava Zona was the one who helped us or gave us insight into the city. She helped us in, she helped us out. And whenever we conquered, ended up conquering Yericho, they ended up letting her and her family go free and, and Rachav was kept alive by Yehoshua as the Pasuk says. Right? Now here, the, the, the children of Yosef are trying to get into the city called Bet El to conquer it and a man helps them get in and what do they do with the man? They conquer the city but they let the man go free. Wow. So it's a similar was, story. Yeah. Now what else does it remind you of? There's a very interesting thing. With the, the pillar, of, uh, with the window into the city? Uh, yeah, that was Rachav. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, because, okay. so you're saying there's another story? Uh, there's one more story in Parashat. What is it? It's in the Parashat of uh, Yosef and his brothers. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Yosef and his brothers. And by the way, this is the family of Yosef. This is, Yosef is conquering Bet El. So there's something related. There's another, there's another thing that, reminds, that this reminds me of from the story of Yosef and his brothers. Uh, that, uh, that someone helped... Someone oh, find so the, the, the butler helped. No, 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 it's before that. It's way someone before that. When, when Yaakov oh. sends Yosef up north, he, he, he met someone and he said, Your brothers are, your brothers are yeah. The, when, Yaakov, when Yaakov sent Yosef up, he said, um, he, he sent him to Shechem. And then he says, Yosef goes to Shechem and he says, Where are my brothers? And he says, Oh, hello, uh, no, he says, um. Oh, I saw your brothers. They went, they said that they're going to go to Dotaina. They're going to go to Dotan. Mm-hmm. So Yosef right. went after them and he found them in Dotan. And there was a strange man, you know, it was just a man that, that helped Yosef go to his, find his brothers. It's similar, it reminds me here that this man is also similar, similarly helping Yosef or the children of Yosef find the entrance to the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there are always random men 
helping out the family of Yosef. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a connection. I just it was just an interesting, uh, yeah, yeah. like a subtle, subtle thing. All right. Midrashim say who this person was. They always love to yeah, say who this person was. No, they don't say who this person was. Um, I mean, I'm sure. It has to be a midrash that talks about they love giving names to people. Yeah, but even that guy in in, um, in Bereshit, that guy also doesn't have, doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. Yeah. Okay, there's going to be another uh, interesting character in Perak Bet who we're going to say is Pinachas, but that's something else. Yeah, that's All right, Pazukavzan. Velo Horish Menashet Bet She'an Vet Menotea Vet Tanach Vet Menotea Vet Yosheve Dor Vet Menotea Vet Yosheve Vilivleam Vet Menotea. What is Menotea, by the way? It says they did not conquer the city of Bet She'an. And Benotea and its daughters. What does that mean? Benotea. No, no, no. Benotea, from what I remember, actually means it's it's smaller cities. Oh, meaning like it's a big city and the smaller yeah. cities around it. Yeah. Like the defense cities or what? What is that? Like the cities that used for defense. No, like you have a main city and then you'd have like miniature miniature cities, you know, outside the city. Okay, so you have like the urban core, and then you have like the ru- the, the suburban areas. Right, mm-hmm. so Benotel would be something like the suburban areas. Okay. Uh, they 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 did not conquer Menashe did not conquer all these things. And the Canaanites they insisted on living in this land. Israel, if Israel was strong, Moshe, this answers your question. If Israel was strong, then they made the Canaanites pay them tax. but they did not conquer them. So, meaning with all these Canaanites, sometimes the Jews didn't defeat them or didn't conquer them and send them out. What would they do instead? Pay up. Just pay up, and this is a problem. This is not a good thing. Okay. Ephraim did not conquer the Canaanites that were living in Gaza, the Canaanites lived there. Zebulun did not conquer their areas. Asher did not conquer their areas. Now look at this Pasuk, Pasuk The Asheri people, people from Asher. They dwelt amongst the Kenani that were in the land. Mm-hmm. You hear the problem with that? Maybe not only did they not conquer them, they were the they, they were, were the they guests. were the minority. Asher in this area were were the minority. Kilohorishu, Naftali lohorishat Yosheve Bechem. Yeah, they didn't conquer them. It seems like they're setting up to eventually being to be Goleh. It's all of it. It's looking one step further, but minus the lack of king. It's they're setting up a failure. Yeah, yeah, people. they're being they're they're being set up. They're they're setting it up for failure. Why? Why did they do this? Why why were they so complacent in in getting rid of these these people? Because in Yoshua's time, they conquered the main armies, so there was no immediate threat. Oh. To go out and conquer the rest of the small armies that was not an immediate problem. If they had the motivation, then they would have done it, and that would have been great because they would have cleaned up Eretz Canaan. But they didn't. They didn't have that motivation. They didn't want to push. They didn't have the, the patience to do it. And while immediately it wasn't a big issue, in the long run it becomes a huge issue. And the issue is going to have to be solved by none other than David and Shalomo. Yeah. Who end up really, really cleaning up Israel and uniting everyone and things like that. Okay? By Yeshev Asheri, again, they lived amongst the Canaanites. Because they didn't, they didn't conquer them. But those people were to them, they did pay them taxes. 
The people of the Amorite people, they forced Dan to remain on the mountain because they did not let them get into the valley. Another case of an interesting thing, they conquered the mountain, the children of Dan, but they could not go down into the valley, which is not a normal, uh, typical thing. Okay? Which is, which is Meaning they, they held up fort. They didn't let the they didn't let Don attack their way into the valley. They 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 pushed them back and they kept them. They forced Don to live in the mountains. Don could not conquer the valley, basically. finally, the Amorites, they lived in all these places, and Yosef was strong, the family of Yosef was strong, and they made them to pay taxes. And the area of the, of the Amori was from Male Akrabim, from the stone and north. Okay. Yeah, so that's the end of the, of the chapter. Um, the next chapter is going to, basically going to be God rebuking Am Israel for not conquering. Yeah, we're done. Amen, amen.